Is this thing on? All right, you ready to try to do this intro? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. I'm Karen. And I'm Challen. Welcome, Welcome to, to Queer, Queer Air Air Season, Season two, 2 of the podcast, podcast where we... <laughs> Grad students students at at the the University University of Washington Washington. take Take a deep dive into into the the archives to give you a breath of fresh queer air. All right, yeah, that was terrible. (laughs) Yay! Hi, Challen. Good to see you. You too. long time no see I know it's just the last week of May somehow so glad that we're both here we're in Gemini season also so like just so you know I'm in my power right now so everyone watch out I like went outside and the the peas and kale that I planted like three months ago finally yeah popped out of the ground and I was like yes they were waiting for me and now I'm here and they're here and I'm going to eat them in like another three months. So, but yeah. So, okay. What life updates do you have, Challen? Ooh, so much since the last time we spoke on the last Ooh. episode. My birthday was great. Yeah. I've watched Spiral four times in theaters since. Oh my gosh. Love it. Still going to go back mm. for more. Mm-hmm. um what else we went to that drive through drag show that was an absolute blast I had so much yes. fun yes um yeah that I just oof I I bought uh got mix um sweatpants and they say gagatrondra on them and honestly yes. I brought them home and I wore them for a straight week Karen I was disgusting oh my gosh I, I felt powerful that. Yeah, I support that so much. You were just like, you know, marinating in the power. I think yeah. that's a good choice. Yeah. Besides that, um, just finishing up capstones, mm-hmm. um, getting whoop, whoop. ready to graduate. This past couple whoop, whoop. of days, I've been trying to plan a boat party. So that's oh been exciting. Um, yes. But yeah, other than that, that's, that's it. <laughs> what about you? That's it. Just trying to get a boat. That's all. Just a boat. Um, yeah. Wow. I, yeah, also lived my best life when we finally got to hang out together um, with our friends at a drag show. And yeah, now that Challenge's birthday is over, mine is looming near. It's on the 30th. So Ooh. we're going to go do some woods adventures gonna go to Oregon and be in this tiny house which I'm excited for because of course that's my cottage core fantasy is to just like have minimal appliances and such little space that I'm forced to go outside (laughs) well today we're doing a lot of reflection before we get into that though do you want to walk us through our land acknowledgement Yes, we the hosts of Queer Air would like to acknowledge that we are on the land of the first peoples of Seattle. We could not live here or do this work without them. In particular, we recognize the ongoing sacrifices and contributions of the Duwamish people past and present. In many ways, we have benefited from the injustices and inequities done to them past and present. We intend to grapple with this ourselves and support the justice that the Duwamish tribe pursue. We honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. Yay. Thanks for that, Shallon. Yeah. It, 
episode five. Our final episode. I know. I'm sweating once again. It's such a double-edged sword. I'm so excited to finally put this project behind me because mm-hmm. we've put so much of our blood, sweat, and tears into this. But it's also so bittersweet. I'm really sad. I've had such a fun time doing everything. But I'm excited that we get to have this final episode to kind of reflect on everything that we've done. Yeah, agreed. I think we definitely succeeded in our initial goal of getting a capstone that didn't feel like, you know, the penultimate crowning jewel of our master's experience. And instead, it was just like, I get to hang out with Challen in a scheduled manner every week, (laughs) which is much better. And we just get to like chat and then record our great conversations. But also, I still feel like this is our penultimate jewel as well. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to discount that. We've put in the work and we've done so much cool things here. Yes. But yeah, um, I guess we should reflect using our, our questions that we came up with for today. The first one being, what did we learn from this capstone experience? I learned so much. I know we like started this off saying that we just wanted it to be like fun and as much non-work as we could possibly gate by mm-hmm. with. But I feel like all the non-work turned out to be so much like actual work work too. Mm-hmm. I got to learn how to edit audio, which was honestly so much more work that I thought. I honestly thought I was like, all we got to do is record the podcast and then post it and we're done. That's not how it works. The hours and hours of editing transcripts and Mm -hmm. MP3 files was well worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's one thing I learned from this capstone. And also just a lot about queer history here in Seattle. And yeah, just really being able to spend this time to do really deep dives into different aspects of queerness and really like reflect, I guess, on on how I fit with this history and how I want to interact with it and um, what I should Mm -hmm. learn from it. So I think I got to do a lot of that as well. What about you, Karen? Yeah, I think similar to you just doing all this research. I mean, for me, it was the first time that I'd ever done any archives research, honestly, because I just hadn't had a chance to get down there before and then with the pandemic I had this very unique chance to get access um, that other folks wouldn't have so that was really cool and then I think what I'm really noticing from this experience is just how doing archival research is so different from my everyday googling because Mm -hmm. I feel like I dwell on the material and the information a lot longer when it's you know so commanding because it's in these like huge boxes and you have to you know don these gloves and go through each and every piece um really carefully but also yeah we kind of talked about how there's this sense of being nancy drew and like (laughs) fitting pieces together and like making connections that an AI or search engine isn't doing for you. Mm -hmm. So I felt like that was really like stimulating and uh, pretty fun because yeah, it helps kind of locate yourself in the history in a way that I think isn't really, how do we say that word? Replicable? (laughs) It can't be copied by doing web search, I guess is what I'm saying. So it felt just really unique to do that. 
I think, yeah, just like learning more about like what the archives kind of feels like, mm -hmm. which is a very granola way to phrase it. But I think, yeah, it just has some, there's something about archives that's very intimate and personable and way more compelling than if I tried to do this podcast with you just doing like literature reviews and things that are a lot more academic and isolating and not as human. Yeah, because we're, we're definitely interacting with all of these primary materials. And I think that's like so special about archival research, because you can read as many memoirs and biographies and history books as you want. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're not actually touching the materials that created that history book where we're like cutting out the middleman here and mm -hmm. getting to see what people actually made. And I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. So what was surprising about this capstone and what was challenging as well? Surprising, I think, is just the sheer amount of stuff that we looked through. I mean, mm -hmm. I knew when we said we were going to look through people's like personal papers that like knowing myself and how much I hoard things, I should have expected that it would be like a ton, a ton of material, but it still shocked me um, when your Subaru came up fully loaded. <laughs> um, does your Subaru have a name? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's a Honda CRV first off. Sorry, I just assumed you were a lesbian and assumed it was the Subaru. Her name is Kate. Um, she is named after Kate Monster from Avenue Q, the hit Broadway musical. Whoa. And also Kate from uh, the hit TV show Lost, which is my favorite. Oh my TV God. Show. Evangeline Lilly. Okay. Yeah, she's, oh my anyway. God, she's so hot. Oh. But yeah, no, you're right. Kate was like packed constantly with boxes. Yeah. Um, Kate was fully loaded. It was amazing. Um, be fully loaded? No, Kate exactly. fully loaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was surprised by that. And also just also a small thing that I kept being shocked by was just that the documents that I was going through, like very obviously had been touched by other human beings. Like, mm -hmm. There would be a little paper clip or sometimes, you know, if we're really going to, it's not that nasty, but sometimes there'd be like a hair in there and I'd just be like, <laughs> oh, who was doing that? I just thought that was cool. <laughs> not the grossest thing you can find in an archive, that's for sure. There you um. go. <laughs> um, and then challenging, oh boy. I think definitely uh, trying to teach Zoom that your name is a real name because it did actually think that your name was the word challenging several yeah. times. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, yeah, I probably just have the rose colored glasses on because I'm like, mm -hmm. nothing was challenging. Um, but of course, yeah, editing because we both love to, yeah, just chat with each other and making that ramble sound coherent for our listeners was was a big deal. A lot of a labor of love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you, Challen? What was surprising and or challenging for you? I will start with challenging. You know, I also have those rose-colored glasses on where I'm like, I just had mm -hmm. so much fun during this whole entire experience that nothing really felt like a challenge. <laughs> it obviously was a challenge. I put in the work and like, mm -hmm. you know, there were some days where I'd start at 3 p.m. and then I'd mm -hmm. blink and mm -hmm. it would be like midnight. Yeah, there were a lot of components that were challenging, but it was so rewarding at the same time. Going through all this research, learning how to like build a narrative 
And then on top of building a narrative, trying to like speak about it too Mm -hmm. and present it just audibly was a big challenge, but one that I really, really enjoyed and I think will definitely help me in my future. And then what I found most surprising was how emotionally invested I was interacting with these archival materials. As you said, like we are working with materials that were touched by real people um, Mm -hmm. and like housed by real people. And every single time that I opened up a folder or a book or a box, Mm -hmm. I got to learn so much about these people. I always think back to like Stephen Blair because I feel like Mm -hmm. he's the one that I really connected with and the one I got to really uh, dive deep into uh, with Mm -hmm. his history and his life. Yeah, the more research I did, I started just thinking about Stephen and talking about Stephen Mm -hmm. as if he was like my friend or like a pal that I knew and I never knew him. So building this like emotional connection with somebody who I would never have the possibility of meeting was something Mm -hmm. that was really surprising to me too. I love that because we're always talking about queer folks and chosen family and it's very Mm -hmm. like when I think of that term it's like living family members that I choose and surround myself with in my day-to-day but I think that term can also include I mean almost like Stephen as your chosen ancestor or something yeah because I think you referred to him as almost like a a grandfather figure <laughs> or something um, yeah. which I think is really endearing and yeah a little gay awesome. grandpa <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I guess like moving on to question three um where are we going next Karen do you have a plan <laughs> oh god challenge <laughs> Hey, you're the one that wrote this question, so. How dare you. <laughs> no, you're right, I did. Um, I think my plan is to rest <laughs> because mm-hmm. lately I've been trying to reconfigure my life to be less about the capitalist grind, even mm-hmm. though we are trying to survive out here and both of us are, you know, coming out of a pretty hefty priced degree, so... Yeah. You need to have some sort of idea about that, but um, I'll be working at the libraries over the summer still. Um, I don't know if we ever said, but both Challen and I are student employees for UW libraries. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in the research and learning services and Challen's in special collections. Yeah, so at least I'll be able to live, but my summer project is to try to find a job that's more stable beyond August, 2021. Um, And I'm just trying to do it in, yeah, a manner that is kind to myself and also inclusive of what I want beyond, yeah, covering those like bottom layers of the hierarchy of needs, like a place to stay and food and stuff. But, you know, what about happiness and a sense of purpose and Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-actualization? So I'll be thinking about those things once school isn't taking up like a huge percentage of my brain. (laughs) But also, you know, summer is the time for resting and Mm -hmm. celebration. In my brain, summer is the best season. Um, So I'm just going to be really looking forward to getting to relax. And hopefully that'll put my brain in a good place to consider next steps. But that's my version of what my plan is for now. <laughs> How about you, Challen? 
Yeah, I, I would say like I'm pretty on brand with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure where I'm going yet. You know, still waiting on some responses from jobs, whether they mm-hmm. are rejection letters or offer letters. I mm-hmm. still have no clue. Um we hope the offers. Hopefully it's an offer. I really hope because I love me some financial security and mm-hmm. some direction. You know, I'm a Taurus. I love a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I found that like if I can't find anything to go to, like, you know, directly after, because of course, you know, my lease ends right as I graduate. So mm-hmm. I not only move away from school, but I move away from Seattle or Mm -hmm. move somewhere else in Seattle. But I've also kind of really discovered that like, I have so much freedom now. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really exciting, especially being in COVID times, like um, I can do all my work remotely. So Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I'll go live with my friend in Denver. Who knows? Uh, Maybe I'll go live with a friend in Boise, Idaho. Maybe I'll go home and like Mm. hang out with my mom and dad for some time. Yeah. Really no clue. And that's also just genuinely so exciting to be able to just have that like form of rest like you said Mm -hmm. but yeah I guess like long-term goals get a job in archives and start thriving and succeed (laughs) in there but you know short-term plans for the rest of this year is just taking it easy on myself I we both put on so much work you know I came in from my undergrad directly to here Ah, I don't understand (laughs) I have not had time off from school since kindergarten at five so um, I am very very excited to not have the looming responsibilities of studying and Mm. deadlines and whatnot and just honestly going to work for 40 hours a week which is still too long Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Going to work for 40 hours a week. And once I clock out, that time is mine, you know, and I'm very excited for that. So I guess that's where I'm going next. (laughs) We're both going to reclaim our time. That sounds amazing. No, I love Uh, that. I think it's going to be good. Like, I feel pretty optimistic because, yeah, like, it is freedom to, like, not have a set path. And I think we're both approaching it with like a lot of excitement and and good energy. So yeah, I really want to definitely check in with you as time goes on and like get you a drink wherever you are <laughs> after that 40 hour work week and just kind of do this again. Obviously not recorded, but we'll <laughs> we'll like, you know, chat and catch up and it'll be fun. <laughs> oh yeah, Karen, like we we're connected forever. I hope you understand that, you know. Oh like my gosh. becoming my capstone partner was a lifetime agreement. You signed it oh in blood. Um, so here we are forever and ever and ever. <laughs> are we going to like wear vials of each other's blood? <laughs> oh my gosh. We could put little like locks of our hair in it. Oh my God. <laughs> Didn't I think that was like so cute? That's like straight up like Victorian style archives yeah. because they did that shit and that was a form of biological archiving so yeah, yeah it's on brand we're doing it yeah speaking of how you like found a couple hairs while you were doing your research you know mm-hmm. there's been a couple times where like I've been looking through something and there was just like a locket filled with somebody's hair you know so like I say go for it let's do it Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Off air. We'll do that. But for now, okay. Our next question. (laughs) Yes. Our I guess our next question is uh now that we are at the end of this experience, what do you want to preserve in the archives from your own history? 
has that answer changed from the beginning when we first started asking people those questions um, in episode one? Wow. Yeah, I thought that like, you know, since we asked Carol, Parker and Abby this question uh, without answering it ourselves, it's it's about time we do it mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> Woof. I kind of want you to go first, yeah. Alan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was thinking really hard about this too, because I know I said like my pop culture figurines or something like that, but then I was like, but that doesn't like really capture... Mm-hmm me and my history and I want it to be more personal I think this time around Mm -hmm. I think I would love to submit some sort of scrapbook similar to what Stephen was doing Mm. I just found that to be such a great way for him to like you know encapsulate his whole history of himself and others around him and yeah I think I have some really great photos and written mm-hmm. cards and videos too maybe this is like an, an online virtual scrapbook so I'm going to include videos too on this but I, yeah. I specifically I think want to capture my relationships with my two best friends Joanna and Joe hi um and yeah because I think they are so 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 special to me and I have been incredibly fortunate and lucky to meet them so early on in my life that I think, you know, just starting a scrapbook and like collecting memories with them and preserving that. So then, you know, when I'm like a little 80 year old person, I can look through this cute little Mm -hmm. book and look at all these pictures, you know, like, I don't know, I have this photo of me and Joanna from the very first day that we met, um, it is a, it's an ugly oh photo. Like we both looked terrible. <laughs> we were what, like 15, 16. So we were all like, you know, acne ridden, oh, a mean. little chubby. I was chubby, <laughs> very tired because it was on Beautiful. a field trip. But I love Aww. that photo so much because it brings me so much joy. And it's like, even though it's a bad photo, there's so much significance to it. And I think I want to like really preserve that type of history. Maybe not for everybody else, but definitely mm-hmm. for myself. Um, and who knows, maybe maybe when I die, I'll, I'll be like Stephen Blair and put it in my will and be like, send this off to an archive. But yeah, I'd yes. love to I'd love to preserve the histories of my very, very uh, special and favorite relationships that I've had. That's beautiful. I love that. I, yeah, have been struggling with this question ever since <laughs> we like wrote it for other people to answer. So it's only fair that it haunts me to this day. But uh, I guess, I don't know, I, I have like three different answers. Um, One of them is that I really like to write letters, and lately I have been on the apps trying to find some queer pen pals, because like you kind of mentioned with, you know, having that freedom to maybe stay with a friend in Denver or in Idaho, um, I just really kind of want to have queer friends all around the world so that. that I can go travel and visit them someday. Yeah, because... I don't know. I think also just being a young adult at this moment in time in the U.S. has made a lot of people want to see what the rest Mm -hmm. of the world is like and other ways of being. (laughs) So I'm just really curious. I especially really want to go to Australia or New Zealand because of very, I think, naive reasons, mostly like I am a biologist in my undergrad training so I just really want to see all that weird freaking flora and fauna that they the have death out spiders there. yeah I don't know if I love spiders that much but I do <laughs> like spiders so pro spider you heard it here 
yeah and I think New Zealand accents are the best accent but anyways <laughs> um so I think I would archive a lot of like handwritten mm -hmm. letters because that's actually a piece that I was kind of hoping to interact more with um for the podcast but freaking everyone typed up their <laughs> stuff um there was a couple there was like a whole folder I think of Tamara's that was like mm -hmm. holiday greeting cards and stuff that I really enjoyed because I am a stationary nerd but yeah so I think letters to friends and you know new friends old friends um I also have a really like not fascination I just really appreciate people's mm -hmm. handwriting I think it's really like a unique way to see their unique personhood because everyone's handwriting is a little different and sometimes it like matches a lot of what I'd expect and sometimes it doesn't and I think I also just watched an episode of like CSI where they did <laughs> forensic handwriting analysis like when I was eight or something and now it's like forever in my brain that like the shape of your Y's will say something about your <laughs> psychology. I love that. But yeah so I'd probably save letters and then the other answer which I kind of mentioned in the Abby episode is just like if I could have gone back in time and recorded those early conversations I had asking questions about like mm -hmm. what's what is drag race of my friend when when he introduced it to me or like talking with some friends about like what does asexuality mean or what does demisexuality mean I feel like all of those were really like impactful conversations that I would have liked to preserve maybe mm -hmm. now I can go back to them and be like hey let's like remember some of that together and please consent to me recording it <laughs> I love that yeah I just love the learning that I continue to do <laughs> sorry I was like dazing off thinking about <laughs> thinking about your answer I think that's like, absolutely beautiful yeah okay so somehow we're on to our last question um, which is, what do we hope our listeners, our queer air listeners, will take away from season two? Mm. What do you think, Jalen? I, okay, I, I guess there's so many possibilities to this answer. I guess my first is I really hope that um, our listeners, whether you are archivists, library students, general people, um, visit an archive. Like, Go in there. I, I know we can't right now, but if, you know, the pandemic is starting to wrap up, knock on wood, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, yeah, go visit an archive, go talk with an archivist. They do seem like scary places sometimes, but um, mm. everybody there is so nice and all they want to do is talk with you about history and help you as much as they can. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, interact with history, interact with like your family's history, your culture's history, uh, your people's history, your community's mm -hmm. history, any any type of history. Highly recommend it. So I think I want our listeners to take away that. That really reminds me of the Hidden Histories mm -hmm. uh, playwright Drew and what he said about history not just being the textbook stuff. Because I remember I used to really hate history like mm -hmm. as a subject because it was so boring. Yeah. But Me too. <laughs> history in this way is so fascinating and it's just like sad that it's not more widely known like yeah. history can take many forms um not all of which include yeah a Pearson textbook on U.S. history 
Fuck Pearson. God, I have so many yeah. bad memories from history class, <laughs> man. Oh, but yeah, no, I guess if I had to choose one answer, it would be go visit an archive. Mm-hmm. Final answer. <laughs> Locked in. Locked in. Yeah. No, I like that. Like reframe what what our listeners think of when they think of history mm-hmm. and go check it out themselves in the archives. Speaking of summer, I hear that summer is actually a really busy time for people to go to archives because yeah. apparently like that's when a lot of, you know, just people in general, like you said, or specifically um, researchers and academics get time to travel mm-hmm. and like go to the archives that they're not near so you know if you wanted to plan a whole trip um highlighting all these cool archives that you'd want to visit i would support that because that sounds really fun tour of america but it's just archives it's like a national park tour like a haunted house tour but archive tour oh my god i love that haunted archives is this a is this something we could oh there has to be haunted archives do you know how much stuff is in there there has to be at least one thing that's haunted (laughs) if there's hair all over the place there's definitely got to be some yeah things what about you karen what do you hope the listeners take away i was also gonna say like just a greater affinity for or at least like desire to go check out archives um hopefully people that maybe started out thinking that archives were a bit musty Mm -hmm. now think that they're pretty interesting and yeah I think also that they should take away that this isn't like just for research in the capital R sense um it's also for just like you know run-of-the-mill like remembering things and yeah I just think that I want people to take away that they can visit but also like they can put things in the archives too Mm -hmm. like the folks that are preserved here like are obviously so special to us like you've mentioned Stephen really staying with you but Stephen didn't you know make those scrapbooks thinking that he was gonna you know, go out there and like impact some <laughs> young man named Challen Wright in the year 2021, yeah, right? No. Like, like that was just serendipitous and like just a record of his beautiful like human life. And it ended up like touching you and touching hopefully a lot of our listeners. And I think just knowing that that isn't necessarily a unique situation that that can be super everyday and like we can all participate in that process, mm-hmm. especially through community archiving. Yeah. I think is really important just to make it, yeah, like less intimidating and less like ivory tower in the sense that um, some people think archives are, yeah, not for them, but hopefully listening to us and our yeah sometimes just word vomit has shown that it's pretty it's pretty approachable like if we can do it then y'all can do it and like save your stuff because sometimes I just think about what would an alien think if they got a snapshot of humanity by just like going to the archives you know yeah and I, I think you touched on like such a great point there too Karen like I know I've been like such a big advocate that this podcast stays conversational and casual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like kind of like talking about that earlier and like getting some eyebrows raised like, oh, you're going to make your official like uh, mm. academic capstone a 
thing where you're just talking about your life and some queer shit and also cussing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, um, mm-hmm. because it definitely breaks down those barriers, like you said, of, you know, making archives welcome to everybody and showing them that like, we're all just people having a good time with history and like, we mm-hmm. don't need these weird facades of like that we are above you in any way and that like you need to sign like sign your life away in order to like access us like we are here for you and we mm. want to interact with you on like whatever level you come to yeah and i think just like a final thing that i noticed is just that sense of connection that i think you and i have fostered by doing this capstone mm-hmm. and hopefully that others can like vibe with um has really gotten like strong like I feel like I've really gotten closer to you because I know we like in the past have mentioned how you and I didn't really like (laughs) interact in the same circles and then one day I slid into your dms being like do you wanna as a fellow gay like do this (laughs) thing with me um and now I mean literally Chal and I were presenting our capstone last Friday on zoom and I literally started the presentation off by uh accidentally saying hi everyone I'm (laughs) Challen." And that just shows how we've like melded. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm literally you now. No, I'm just kidding. But like, yeah, I just was so tickled by that. And yeah, I think like this was a great way to, yeah, foster connections like with our queer community but that also includes like you and I personally so what's what's that one uh lyric from the Beatles song I am the walrus it goes like I am me and you are we and we are all together oh that's us yeah that's amazing yeah so I hope (laughs) listeners get that sense from listening to us Mm -hmm. yeah before we wrap up Karen do you have any other final comments words before we pass this this off to whoever takes this on next wow when you say it like that um my brain is just like stay fucking queer everyone (laughs) like yeah whoever takes this on best of luck i know you'll do us proud Mm -hmm. um and just yeah keep bringing these stories to light and I hope listeners will keep staying interested and find value in listening to these because it's definitely changed my life like I like the last couple weeks I've been like oh dang should I like revisit uh yeah like discussing my my queerness with my family (laughs) Uh, I added my grandma on WeChat so I got to practice how to say that all in Mandarin, Ooh. but yeah, it'll be, it'll be something else. I'm excited. It's like a bit of a sweaty palm excitement, mm-hmm. but, and I think we talked a lot about queer joy being super important and like archiving joy. So I hope whatever happens next, we find a lot of joy and, and preserve it and share it. I love that. How about you? Any final words? Okay, I think I figured it out. Here's my final words. Be gay, fuck everyone else, both literally and figuratively. Love, challenge, rate. Here we go. The end. (laughs) The end, yeah. I also just want to say, challenge, every time we end these Zoom recordings, I, I like keep it in but right before I hit leave meeting I I want to say like 
instead of just like a normal goodbye I'm always like what if I just like said I love you to Challen right now so yeah I do love you and now I'm gonna say it finally for the first time (laughs) on on our last episode but yeah no it's like literally the last couple times I've just been like ah I love this boy like he's a good one so yeah, I love you too, Challen. Thank you. The the feeling is definitely mutual because I've always been like, what if I'm just like, love you, Karen, bye. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we both are like very much on the same level on that. Thank you for being the courageous one and <laughs> being the first to say it. It just had to be done. It had to be done. Mm-hmm. But okay, well, on that note. <laughs> on that note, yeah, this is our final episode and Mm -hmm. good luck to the season three hosts whoever they may be uh do not be intimidated um this legacy is for you Mm -hmm. and you're gonna do great things with it we trust in you yeah welcome to the family welcome to the family the queer air family yeah all right well let's go into our final wrap-up yeah so we want to first off thank the university of washington special collections because they gave us all of this fabulous material to look through. Yeah, and especially thank you to the Pacific Northwest Curator at UW Special Collections and Jenner for sponsoring us. And also, yeah, thank you so much for letting me drive to your house constantly to pick up all (laughs) of these materials. I very much appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) And then finally, oh God, let's see if we can say this together. (laughs) We're gonna Um, try this, okay. okay. And thank and you, thank you for, for listening, listening to season two, <laughs> season two of Queer Air. Air. <laughs> I love it. I don't think we should redo that at all. <laughs> Opening sound effects are by zapsplat.com and music is gravy by Poddington Bear from Free Music Archive.